0: Are we? What's up, everybody? What's up? Are we live? Are we here? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're live. live. Comic Book Nation season four. We're back in the studio. We're here. We're here. We're Comic here. Book Nation season oh, four. Yeah, He's we're used back to outside. Da
1: da 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 da, and then we start. But we didn't get that. No, we didn't get that. We so we're back. Sound. But that we get the sound. means we don't get the sound.
2: That means though, I won't be scared anymore yeah. when we go to I break. Have. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah
0: we're back. So what's up? This is Comic Book Nation Season 4, and uh, if we sound a little bit different today, it's because if you're watching our stream right now, you can tell we are back outside. We are back in the studio. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw. Today, I have my co-host with me, and I can signal they're here. We've seen each other in person for the first time in like (laughs) two years. Matthew Aguilar is over here. What up? Janelle Wheeler is here. Hey,
1: everybody. <laughs>
0: and today, like I said, we are now back in the studio doing what this show was originally supposed to be, which is kind of like a workplace absurdist comedy about comicbook.com, <laughs> until we had to make it something different because we were all stuck at home for two years. So we now this is... We
1: Twitch streamers, Yeah, basically. we can't Twitch streamers, all and this us. is... Uh,
2: <laughs> Drew Zoo already has a great comment, by the way. Oh. Uh, asking for the merch in the closet, please, now that we're back here. <laughs> uh,
1: oh all of our five-star reviews. Wow, you guys do not miss a beat. He's Two years wrong. later, you are not wrong. They're we not do. wrong. You know what? I need uh, one yeah. of those, too. Producer need, Jim Viscardi, yes. We have a merch closet full of
0: all these Comic Book Nation shirts we invested in. We're like, 20 by 2022, we are going to have <laughs> yeah. total yeah. saturation of scary. our things. But um, yeah, so guys, it's been a long... Time, if you have just joined this show in the last couple of years, you haven't seen us in the studio, but we used to be here in season one. Yeah, it's so crazy. And like for a day in season two. Well, so. and this
1: is a brand new one. Yeah,
0: and we got a whole new studio. Yeah. Guys, you, you... You guys don't exciting know. Stuff that Paramount on top of money the geek hits news. different. Yeah. I feel
2: a, like Stephen A Smith at this table. Stop. You and your Smith references just stop.
0: Oh my god. Oh, uh, in the before times people say, "Yes, back in the true true in the before times we had studio and now we are back." But um
1: what are we talking about? I don't that? know. <laughs> you
0: guys, that's <laughs> for that's what? for people who know. That's Let's, for my Rick and Morty wow. fans. We still have a time wow. limit on
1: the shows. So. Yeah, we
0: do. We still got to get rolling, so now that we've hyped our new studio and our brand new format, let's talk about what we're here today. The good old, same old show. Slaps! Today, <laughs> slaps, yeah. Today we're going to start and talk about what happened at the Oscars. We are going to go over Marvel's Moon Knight premiere, the second episode of Halo on Paramount+. Plus. Matt and a special guest will be joining us to talk about WWE's big WrestleMania preview But first, like I said, let's just get with the elephant in the room. What did the five finger space (laughs) slap? So, I the Oscars. I definitely thought
1: you were April fools me on even talking about this. Oh No, we are
0: not, we are not t- April fools you. We are going to talk real quick. I mean, this is the biggest thing in entertainment right now, and we That's are sad. something that
2: does... <laughs> We've you know, single-handedly written at yeah, least 40 articles. We, we,
0: we,
3: <laughs> comic book nation,
2: we are your one-stop shop for
0: all things to do with geek culture, oh. and this has to do with geek culture, unfortunately. So, yes, um, I dozed off at the Oscars, you know, because... (laughs) As you do. As you do. (laughs) And only to wake up to my phone exploding on Sunday night. Like, exploding. (laughs) People were going nuts. And, of course, we all now know, you know, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock over a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. And, you know, we're all still just kind of... Processing. I'm sure we all have opinions. I'm sure some of us have all been shouting our opinions. Some of us have been writing our opinions. And like Matt alluded, we here at Comic Book has probably done fifty or more articles about this already. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, guys, I don't know what to say except f- what timeline is this? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I th- this is the seriously. crazy timeline. I it thought it was.
0: Crazier.
2: I thought it was a skit because yeah. obviously so it blows I. up in your thing, and you're Great. like, okay, that's a skit and then you watch it, and then like, people are so quick, right, grabbing the uncensored fees from like Australia, and Mm -hmm. and mess, and right. So then you're you're reading it, you're just like, that's surreal, and then it just kept unfolding. But then it's so weird, because then he goes on to win an Oscar, Will Smith wins the Oscar. (laughs) So awkward. (laughs) For a movie, and then gives this like, crazy emotional speech. And, and like, he did great people are role. just like clapping and losing their minds. Like, this dude just slapped somebody up on the stage. Now, granted, that joke was corny and was lame. I, I didn't like the joke. And especially considering Jada. Yeah. What she's going through. So yeah, to, me, to me, that was anything. a lazy joke. It was also probably an unplanned joke that he didn't clear. No, he did. It's been confirmed. Yeah.
0: They actually gave, the producer Will Packer did an interview just before we came in. He made it clear um, that Chris had a whole bunch of material they had prepared but Chris came in and was, you know, diva comedian was just like, "Nah, no, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm doing my own
2: thing. And they were like, fine, it's yeah. Chris Rock. Let him riff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, And so, so they let him riff. So that was, but at the same time, it's like anybody else, to, I don't know, there's like if you're not at the Oscars, everybody else were to do that and get escorted off the, yeah. out of there and they would not get to have this like shining moment. And that sucks because I'm a Will Smith fan and I would not begrudge someone for getting their Oscar moment. But like Man, I don't know. Something about that it just didn't. It didn't. No, right. there's
0: a lot of things, and has somebody was had to unravel all this the last couple of days. It's nuts. Um, yeah, there were a lot of. Con- it was just chaos afterwards. There were different factions. There were people in the academy who were like, "Get him out of here." The police were called. And they did show up, and they were ready to do what you do in those situations. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You were ready to arrest him. It was Chris Rock who said. No, we're not going to make this bad situation worse. We're not doing this. I'm not pressing charges. That's great. Um, And it touches on a lot of things. I'm not going to get too deep in here, but there's a lot of nuances to this situation. There's cultural, economic, racial nuances to this, all that we're not going to do on this show. But, you know, I think Chris Rock was looking out for him, you know, in a very brotherly aspect, no matter what had happened, saying, no, we're not going to start getting the yeah. cops in here like and that's doing all Daddy this said. stuff. Yeah. Like he's like, like, we're
1: family, we're gonna smash this. But like, there's
0: a, there's inherent dangers that like Chris Rock had to be more aware of the dangers of how this could escalate, yeah. where this could go, like how badly these are people who are famous, yes, but they're also human beings. Like I said, the cops, we know what society is, everything is highly charged. All these people have entourages around them. Yeah. Chris Rock's brother is not like Chris Rock. Tony Rock is like still on this right now. He says it's on. Like so mm-hmm. there's a lot that could have happened. Chris Rock is one thing I think we can all agree, Chris Rock stepped in and with like the utmost grace from yes. God Himself yeah. just in that moment was able to kind of catch himself, settle down, and just yeah. get Live past on camera. Point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he now, did a great job.
0: Yeah. So that's thing, that's the one thing I'm gonna stand on we can agree on. Chris yes. Rock, you know. You know, class act all the like way. I wasn't even
1: the biggest fan of Chris Rock, and now I'm kind of like, I mean, I'd go well, that's, see him live. Yeah,
0: that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people feel the way you feel. Yeah. Was, uh, his I'm shows are like Rock selling rockets. out now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were
2: always selling out anyway, but like
0: so. I Chris think Rock. The funniest thing I've heard, though, is Jimmy Kimmel, who said, you know, the only way to really resolve this is the Comedy Central roast of Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, which oh my God, hilarious. please let that happen. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. That is I love those But yeah, but I think what for me, and the thing I can't stand and to go to the comments <laughs> are saying, Janelle, you look like you're sick of this already I
1: I've Um, never been into and there's a part of this I am
0: sick of and we're gonna leave on this is I can't stand the Hollywood reactions yeah like I'm sorry I love a lot of these Hollywood stars like I love you Zoe Kravitz I love you I love all you people but you know what at the end of the day the thing that kills me about Hollywood is in what this moment did that I think freaks Hollywood out is it blew up the entire mystique of Hollywood celebrity exactly who these people nailed it Right, and it just completely shattered that. Yeah,
1: I'm so the over Oscars looks
0: ridiculous. I'm celebrities over. congratulating themselves, getting into tiffy fights now looks ridiculous. It does, and it looks ridiculous just to me personally. That you had a room, and I think Jimmy Kimmel also touched on this of people who pretend to be the most heroic, yeah. brave, <laughs> badass, tough people in the world, and you all were cowards. You all stared at your expensive shoes and at the
1: floor. <laughs> yeah
0: very few people stood up. Boots said, stop. We're stopping this. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. We're stopping this. Like, we got to get sanity back here. You all just stared at the floor. You kept your smiles on. And then later you want to <laughs> come back because your public <laughs> says, <laughs> says, your brand is not in sync with this. And you know, then diagrams them don't match. i just
1: stay silent. And then, then like, like, yeah, try to exactly. And then the you want to
0: tweet out. retroactively. No, you stood there in the moment. Heroism is in the moment. That's the difference. Like when things happen, who does what? Yeah. Some people yeah. jumped up and did stuff. We know Denzel, Tyler, they were on it. The rest of you, you sat there and Bradley Cooper, shout out to Bradley Cooper, Philadelphia native. The rest of you just sat there and looked at your I don't know what Bradley
1: did. What did he do? He got
0: up and he also was one of the people who was noted to get Uh, up and went to Will Smith and was like, yo, whoa.
1: I just think it's very clear that Will is going through some stuff. And you know, he's human and we all, like there's mental illness running rampant right now. We all went through a very tough time. We're all still trying to recover. We need to have compassion for one another. From his end, he needed to have compassion for Chris, but everybody else needs to show everybody compassion. And me personally, this was my breaking point of like, I'm over celebrities. I watch entertainers Welcome. entertain. Welcome. And I I'm, I am don't care about celebrity personal life. Literally zero now. No. Like, it, I don't yeah. even crush on these celebrities. I love no. your, you were like, Jared Little looks great in that movie. I'm like, Pleh. Like, I'm. I like him as Morbius, not as Jared Leto. Like yeah. I'm. I'm genuinely like so over celebrities. Yeah, that's a
0: safe bet. Um, yeah, out of enough that's times. A, I mean, we joke about my cynicism, but I've been in this industry long enough to have reached that point myself. Yeah,
1: and he, You congratulated me. Yeah, I
0: congratulated you. I was like, yep. Welcome, welcome to the to other the Big side. League. Yeah. Um, also, awesome, that's uh, a yeah. perfect
2: segue yeah. to Jared
1: Leto. Love yeah, let's it. go to
0: Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so the Oscars <laughs> is a mess. But I think Janelle hit it. I just want to say on the thing. I think this is also a moment that let us know, like guys, like yeah, we're not okay. Like we're all not okay. Everybody's sitting on a mountain of trauma, trauma, and difficulty and stress, and we're not okay. And pretending like we're okay is impossible. And that's what happened at the Oscars. So. Yeah. Moving right along, that is my segment on the Soapbox. Coming off that, let's get back into fun geek stuff. So today, Morbius, oh, wait. Yeah, 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 that is. What a segue. What a segue. Oh, no. So now on the positive side of Hollywood, Morbius
2: has gotten trashed in reviews.
1: Oh, no. Yay. I hate hey. that. I don't
2: want any movie to get trashed. Uh, but, but, yeah. but no. But here's the thing. I mean, if it's bad, it's bad. But I'm saying, like, I don't root for any movie to get trashed. Yeah,
0: so yeah. I think I'm the only one here who went to see Morbius yep. asterisk kind of. <laughs> so here's the deal: some interesting things about this movie. So Sony held screenings in the middle of the day this week, a day before release, oh, which is, if you don't know the industry, it's highly unusual. Yeah. They're at night, so the majority of critics can, you know, go. arrive there go. and go. go. Yeah, So one. the middle of the day is already thing, and um, I did some checking on this on my own, because to make sure it wasn't an isolated incident, Sony started moving around screening times. So they would okay, say, we're, we're, we're going to do it right. now, then they bumped it head or back an hour, and then they changed it again sometimes Ooh. in some markets, and so it threw some other critics off. I was one of them. So I got there late to see, like, the last half of Morbius.
1: Oh, my god! But it was a
0: blessing in disguise. Because okay. I only had to deal with the last half of Morbius.
1: <laughs> oh, no. And
0: that was enough for me. Because I got to see, I think, what would have been the best payoff scenes. And unfortunately, I also had to sit through those post credit scenes. So, yeah. Um, Morbius is a mess. It is just really poorly put together. Like, directorially. Like, there's a lot of editing mistakes there's there's like weird dubbing things where like Jared Leto's standing still but talking. What? And then talking but not his mouth isn't moving because what? they didn't sync the audio with the visuals right. Really? Yeah, there's I mean you're talking and that's about that's
2: not like, a theater specific like no, that's that's no, that's oh uh, that's that's how oh, it wow. is in the movie. That's, Those are,
0: that's like the editing serious. cuts are real sloppy. Like there's oh. so much the makeup is ridiculous. The is vampire you... effects, like especially for Matt Smith, who is really good in this. Matt Smith I love is the Matt only Smith. one who seems to know not to take this too seriously. Yeah. Okay. Jared Leto's like, yes, I will get to the soul of this vampire. Matt Smith's like, I'm just gonna do a dance sequence in one part, like because <laughs> as a vampire and ridiculous makeup.
2: I love Matt So
0: yeah, I mean, and it's and it's that. And so Swear yeah, Morbius isn't good. We have a full yeah. review. You. Brandon Davis has a video going up about it today. Like, yeah, we have a bunch of kind of things, but I could confirm it's not the greatest thing. I don't think it's the worst Marvel movie. In fact, in front in Sony's, you know, Spider-Man universe, mm-hmm. I would say the spin-offs for me go Venom, Morbius, Venom 2. In terms wow. of, you know, the ones that are I don't Wait, want to say best, but so least, least bad. So it's to most better than bad.
2: Venom 2? It's, it's better than Venom, Venom 2. Venom okay.
0: 2 is, is garbage, but um, <laughs> it was a mess. Venom 2 is such a mess. But so what Morbius you're is less I will of a mess than Venom 2. But I was going to say, you, you liked Venom 2. Right? <laughs> I liked
1: Venom. Yeah, 2. I told fun. you,
0: my text to you was, you'll probably yeah, like this. Yeah, he
1: said, he's like, Janelle, I think you're going to be okay. I was like, oh, good. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm still definitely going to go check it out in the theater.
2: Okay, so, but what is with those post credits? Okay, so
1: <laughs> I'm
0: not going to spoil them, but how do I just okay, how do I phrase this? The post-credit scenes of Morbius basically tell you that they're awful. The concepts, <laughs> the concepts that Sony and Sony and Marvel Studios were playing with about, you know, the multiverse, sharing yeah. characters and all this, Sony just went rogue and okay. they're just making up their own rules and they're just making their own thing and none of it makes sense. None of it fits with anything we saw preceding to this.
2: They invalidated their own movie. They invalidated
0: their... (laughs) They invalidate No Way Home. They invalidate Morbius. They invalidate Homecoming. They invalidate so many things.
1: What?
2: Yeah. and it's stuff that was in the trailer
3: yeah and no <laughs> none, of
2: stuff,
3: none of that stuff none of that i was, have no, i leaps, know what leaps. the post-credit yeah. scenes are oh
0: i God. know
2: the stuff because i was not gonna see this yeah. movie. No. <laughs> so, um, so i spoiled it for myself
0: yeah and they changed and everything it. they showed in the trailers so there's an entire yeah. piece of this that they changed and it it, it doesn't mm. make any sense we're it the sucks. most articles we will be able to write about morbius is pointing out how many things don't make sense because of those post-credit scenes and now, from the post credit scene of No Way Home and the post credit scene of this movie, it's just clear that, like, yeah. Marvel and Sony are just kind of making up these rules about passing things back and forth. But Marvel was smart enough to say, like, look, <laughs> we'll just trade you all this mess for a piece of Symbiote, okay?
1: Yeah. And they got their little piece. And they got smart. their little piece. And hey, good, so, Druzu yeah. asks in the comments, what is your review in five words oh, for Mordeus? This.
0: Vampire has no life.
1: Okay.
2: Don't test my skills.
0: I do this. Oh.
1: For
2: Mine was six, and I couldn't, and I still got it wrong because it was. I added an extra word.
1: J- go for it. I'm not good. At math. Six is good. <laughs> go, go, go
2: for, go for six. I'm not good at math. No, 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 no. I can't review it because I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't no. have to put myself through that misery.
0: No. Um. Yeah. But it's 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 a mess. Sony Spider-Man universe is a mess. Um. Yeah, there's just so much weird stuff that, that happens in by the end of this movie that I don't know what to say no, about this franchise. I feel like Aaron Taylor and Johnson are somewhere sorting going bullocks because he just like <laughs> realized he's stuck in this now. Like, you know it's oh, not God. a
2: mess though? What's that? Blue Beetle.
0: Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk <laughs> something positive. Matt, Matt please take us in a positive direction.
2: No, uh, so Blue Beetle has been getting a host of uh, of castings lately, which is which is awesome. But now we have Sharon Stone. Jumping in uh, to the movie as a villain. Now, uh, she is actually going to be playing the do do do. I just had the name, I didn't want to screw it up. And then, of course, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally had it here and I have now lost it. Oh my God. Victoria Cord. Thank you. <laughs> Cord. Okay. So, uh, obviously, um, the last name is what has had people running just with theories, right? Because okay. obviously, Ted Cord is the original Blue Beetle in the comics. So everyone's like theorizing like, okay, well, you know, are they going to switch things up? Is this person like, is this going to be his wife or they have any kind of connection sister, wow. whatever. Right. So because movies, obviously DC has been like, they'll take liberties with a, with a character. So that is awesome that one, we already knew cord existed in the universe cause they've talked about it, but then also in the concept art, they actually showed cord, like, has a building, like a sign on the building. So we know that's already a part of this franchise. Uh, but the fact that, like, I don't know. Look, I know Catwoman gets bagged on. <laughs> Rightfully so.
1: I love <laughs> Rightfully Catwoman. so.
2: But Sharon Stone, I think, is a good actress. Like, I think so it's I. given, like, good material. I'm pumped about Yeah, those. so I think she could be so, like, I don't feel like, because that came up a lot, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, no. Is this going to be another Catwoman situation? I think she'll have fun with it. It, look, Matt Smith had fun yeah, with his thing. Yeah. I think she can have fun with it. And I have way higher hopes for Blue Beetle than I did Catwoman when that movie was coming out. So right. I think I'm excited for a couple of reasons. reasons. Um, Jaime is like, I love that character. I'm super stoked. So I, I, I think this is good news all around.
0: As somebody who did an extensive study of Basic Instinct 2, a movie where Sharon Stone had to match, <laughs> oh no. match wits with the guy who played the governor, um, yeah, Sharon Stone can be really menacing and scary. Yeah. And, like, yeah, she can pull that off. And either way they do this, I would love to see them, whether they kind of attach her to the legacy of Ted Cord and him being gone and her somehow being kind of like wanting to get back the Blue Beetle power or whatever, or if she is the Ted Cord of this universe and this version, because I know DC is flipping, you know, some gender roles around and that's fine. I think I'm just glad it's Sharon Stone and I'm glad to see Sharon Stone outside again, personally,
2: because I've missed you, Sharon Stone, so...
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see. Sharon all Stone right. And that Every movie time role. I think
2: of Sharon Stone, I think of that uh, Grant Morton show with Sebastian Stan. <laughs> that, 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 if you haven't watched that, I think so. No. There's oh, yeah, an interview, the interview together. together. Yeah, Love they're it. interviewed together. Uh, he, yeah, that, that was He uh, has some great moments. Great on ATV that show. there. All right. So that's, that's, uh, awesome. yeah, that's our first rundown, man. Look at uh, us. Yeah, and ad break.
0: Yeah, ad break. We're all real efficient today. We, we're all on time. Yeah, see what happens <laughs> when you get out of your house and you actually have to fool some stuff. Um...
1: Yeah, so hey, now wait, we're going to what? what? Is something breaking? Do you have breaking yeah, breaking news. Yeah.
2: Oh, what is the breaking news? Marvel's announced a new movie. What, what? is it? What is it?
0: Load. They're doing a Silver Sable movie. April Fools, I'm just messing
1: with oh <laughs> <man. laughs>
0: you. Me Ooh, oh my goodness! He's gotten me twice today! stay on your toes. It's April Fools out oh here. God, Everybody. I hate, April Fools. I,
2: hate, <laughs> I hate you so
0: much. All right, so should we take a break? Get that out of the way. Uh, Let's take a break, because when we come back, we have to get into a bunch of things that happened on the TV side this week, including the premiere of Marvel's Moon Knight. So stay tuned, because when we come back, we are gonna break down Marvel's Moon Knight, or are we? April Fools. Stay tuned, Comic Book Nation. <laughs> All right.
1: Welcome.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, watching this on a screen where it's delayed is, is it's really thrilling me. Welcome
2: like, yeah. back. <laughs> Welcome we got back. Us Welcome our first back. song. Welcome back. But the mace version.
0: Yo, yeah, bang! (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. Oh no, that's AZ. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's AZ. Anyway, hip hop aside, welcome back to Comic Book Nation, your one stop shop for all things geek culture. We just did a breakdown of the news and we are going to be moving on to our deep dive talk about the TV shows of the week. Of course, we will be starting with Marvel's Moon Knight. So, Marvel's Moon Knight has premiered on Disney Plus. Are we doing spoilers? Uh, yes, we're going to be talking spoilers. spoilers. So I mean, let's get spoiler alert. How long we over. talk? What, 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 what we gotta saying? put a label up because people just get mad well, if we okay. don't put a label on. Where's okay. somebody? <laughs> well, Moon Knight's out, but we just wanted to let you guys know that.
1: <laughs> no,
2: <Next laughs> we gotta
1: warn people. All right, so people.
0: let's talk about Moon Knight. Jeez. Here we go. Moon
1: Knight spoilers.
0: Moon Knight spoilers coming up. So, Moon Knight uh, premiered and, uh, you know, this is one Marvel character that obviously, aside from Jim Viscardi, isn't like the most well-known character on the planet. Uh, Marvel did a kind of departure with some elements of the character, but overall, I think, and I did the recap for this one, I think it worked very well. Um, Mostly on the shoulders of Oscar Isaac. This was a very, for me, entertaining pilot episode one that offers you action uh, and enough mystery and lore to kind of really reel you in quickly. And so it's very much unlike anything I think we've seen Marvel do or comic book media do in general. But again, Oscar Isaac and the talents that he has, he made it work. And mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke also made it work. Yeah, boy. He's, oh a, he's a great villain. Yeah, that was great. Um, with not a lot of comic book bells, whistles, CGI, or none of that. Just, just Ethan Hawke acting. So... I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked the premiere episode of Moon Knight, and for how, and especially since it has very little moon nighting actually in it, but, but I it still, makes an
2: impact when, oh, it, yeah. when it does, which is I'm okay. I'm okay with that because if we are getting spoilers, okay. So the fact that like I had to separate my comic character fandom and history with the character yeah. from this episode a little bit because I personally am very much like I like it when Mark and Steven and Jake are all I like it when everything's known. I like it when everything is like past the point where like they all know each other exists. Khonshu is in the mix and, and doing other things. And I like when that is a known quantity and the stuff we get to there is richer, in my opinion, than the like. The mystery of like, oh, uh, where am I and who does this? And like, that's I love how they did it here. Mm-hmm. So because I enjoyed it, but I also had to kind of take my uh like inner nerd them a little bit out and go like, OK, this is not for me yet. As far as like that is not for that over there, they'll get to that. And when that gets here, they've already set a foundation for really cool stuff. But I like how they executed it, so I came away happy. But I just had to like take a little bit yeah. of the. I was doing that little like you know that like nerd ringing thing of like, well, but it's not
1: you know. It's I was not, curious um, about that. My
2: mood night yet, and then yeah. I was like okay, well, you know what? Though this sets the stage for people who
1: aren't giant moon fans just about to To, to jump in right so what do you feel like well that's that's what i kind of told my chat the other day in my community i was like i really feel like this will be the first time that people who don't have the background of the comic book will almost be at an advantage i hope i that might be kind of daring to say but I totally understood the entire story and what was happening. And I was so afraid that I wouldn't. Right. Because this is like a very complex sure. storyline character. I know that. I've been warned. And so I felt really confident after the first episode that I can get into this. I talked to Jim and I was like, I'm afraid that I'm going to like Moon Knight more than Loki. Like, that's how much I liked this episode. Oh my God. First I was Kevin Marvel, now Moon pumped, dude. <laughs> i I watched it twice and um I only got to see the one episode. How many episodes have you guys seen? I've seen four. Okay, yeah, and seen you've four. seen four too. So just fresh like like you guys, like fans, I've only seen one, and I feel very satisfied and I was worried on that because BD and Jim both were like, we don't know for anyone who's just watching one episode. So I can say proudly, one episode in, I'm hooked.
2: That's awesome well that's that's yeah. the point, right? I think I think that's a really good. Yeah. Point is it, and you, you've been exposed though. Too, I have. I you know, have an idea. Nice we've read idea. some comics and stuff like I've that. I've only yeah.
1: read two Moon Knight comics. Really, ever. only read two. Really? Uh huh. I thought we did more than, that but than yeah, I think that's about mean. right. I think that's yeah. about right, though. You're right. Two two Moon Knight comics, and then hearing Jim just like freak out about. Oh yeah, Moon Jim Night Night. will make you. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, like,
2: Jim will make you know Moon Knight even
0: if he
1: didn't he get it. to. He just talked about how much he loved him. Yeah, so. yeah I
2: know. Yeah, he's gosh which i understand (laughs) look i mean but it's uh it was it was really good start i think i love it and Conchu, someone put it out in the comments i saw Conchu's voice
3: oh
0: f murray abraham is great perfect because f murray abraham has that baritone but he's also so funny and if you haven't seen him on things like uh he's on mythic quest and oh uh, yeah he's so good at just this comedic timing thing and he really brought the weirdness like he made conchu like not so dramatically dry and stuff. He's weird. He's quirky. He's kind of funny and like that's different for a god in a show, right? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was Wood, Thank you, Brad. Um, really. Yeah. Wood,
0: Thank you. Um, yeah, and I think they did a great job using Stephen Grant as the vehicle to get us into this show because he's such a sweet. Relatable, nice version of that character that he's just, it's hard not to root for him. Like in the beginning. Isaac does a
2: lot of work there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That character is not that likable to me in the books.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> so. None of the personalities are as interesting as they already seem in the show because we do get a hint in the show of a third personality. There's yeah. a subtle hint because if you track what happens in the episode, there's a question about who asked the museum girl out on a date. Like, it obviously wasn't Steven and yeah. it's not Mark. Like, yeah. Mark obviously is very kind of, uh, 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 I'm right? on mission. Yeah. yeah. And he even, lo- he per- clearly left his personal connection, the yeah. person on the phone, Layla, behind to go be like, I'm on mission. So it's not him. So, yeah, who is the third personality? Most of us think it's going to be their version of Jake Lockley. Who's going to be like probably more James Bond, suave, suave spy? I man, truly did who not know Kind of turns that.
2: assets and
1: has yeah, informants
0: cause, and does yeah, that.
2: because that's why he drives
1: a cab. I don't know who yeah. Jake is. By so the Jake way, is
2: his. But, he's a cabbie.
1: But I'm okay. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. even not knowing what the heck Jake. Like yeah. this is the first time I'm even like, wait, what? I thought it was maybe just like <laughs> <Mark>. <laughs> you don't know about Jake. <laughs> not yet, but that's good to know because yeah, yeah, no. I wasn't thrown off. That's or true. Uh,
2: Damon Streams brought up. He keeps calling him Scotty. So you know maybe maybe that is their version yeah. the, or maybe that's another, I mean, they could always, Yeah, that was turn. kind of a
0: mystery. The museum um, security guard guy keeps calling him Scotty. And it's unclear if that's if Stephen Grant's so unremarkable that he's just not memorable. Yeah, that's how or I took if, it. But that's a good yeah, point. It yeah. could be something else. There's
1: yeah. a lot of great stuff going on in the comments. Drew Zou says, "I love the cinematics for Moon Knight. I would have thought it was a feature length movie, and I, it did feel like a movie. It really did." That museum, <laughs> story,
2: they pulled that off really well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, having seen four episodes, I
0: can tell you um, this very much is more so than any other Marvel Disney Plus show. It feels like a movie they just cut up. A long yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it, it progresses like a movie. It has the pacing of a movie, and it just like. You yeah.
2: kind of need to with this character.
0: Yeah. Too.
1: Bad Coyote says, I like the introduction, but some Marvelisms didn't land, like forcing jokes where they don't need to be. And I I agree with that, too. Yeah. Like, you don't have to put humor just for the sake of, like, trying to make it James Gunny. They always do. Like, I don't know.
2: Why. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Marvel just can't help themselves when it's yeah, like. There was a
0: lot of natural, just situational humor in this show, too. Like, him waking up in Not Latveria and just looking yeah. up and being like, what? And then it's waving to great. the guy and then the yeah. guy waving
2: back and the other guy being like, what are you
0: doing? I thought that was great. Yeah.
2: I just like, you know, but it's just like, there's like some, it always feels like there's some quota no. <laughs> they have to hit. And it's like, oh my God, stop it. It's the like, real, me. yeah.
0: The real humor was just the situational comedies yeah. of people, yeah. of him not remembering things and people being like, what? Yeah. Like is happening here. Yeah. And I already put it out there. I I hope they give us a scissor reel like Hawkeye idea and except, instead, instead of a musical production, we get to see the Conchu cut. Oh my just, God. Like, <laughs> outside, like, country watching like what happened every time yes. he blacked out. And you get like a, oh, like, a hyper did. Guy Ritchie style montage of him <laughs> oh just all God. the fight sequences Mephisto? where he beat everybody.
2: Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto. Oh, uh,
0: uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Gus. Yeah. R.I.P. Gus. You one finned wonder Mephisto you. Mephisto
1: confirmed.
0: Um, but yeah, the mystery and this kind of very lost feeling like lost the TV show kind of approach to this first episode was, uh, was really good. So yeah. yeah. I can't Wait. believe I'm saying this, but yeah. Moon Knight. Hot new addition to the empire.
1: Good news. All right, moving on to Halo. Yeah, let's
0: talk about Halo. So, Matt, how did you feel about Halo episode two? The episode where Master Chief spends quite a considerable amount of time outside of the helmet. Loved
2: it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely loved it. And this is why I hope people, when we talked about episode one, because I know, um, I think, I think you both felt the same way. I know Janelle did that when because we saw both episodes. Right. So I thought I was unsure when he took off the helmet because that's how, you know, episode one is. And so you're kind of like, I don't know. And then I watched episode two right after and I was immediately sold. I was like, okay, I'm good. I have I feel like that was the right direction to go. And so I was curious for people to actually get that because they didn't get that back to back like we did. And so I watched it again. Oh, yeah. And I just enjoy the I, I love this show. And I'm not a Halo mark. Like that's not just never like I like Halo mm-hmm. and I like playing the game. I've never been like the biggest Halo person. So this isn't coming from someone who's just like completely biased. I love that. Like I really love this show and I just didn't see it coming. Oh <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> just, just, there's so much like character stuff in this between him and his friend and like the how he feels about Halsey and so like there's just so much rich stuff here. And then of course, and we are going spoilers obviously into this uh oh, yeah. the Cortana spoilers. setup. Spoilers. Right? We get the Cortana, Cortana set up, and we've already seen the trailers mm-hmm. of, like, how she's going to look, and I'm like, oh, man, like, once we start getting
1: into that. I think that, Cortana looks really good, too. Yeah. Hashtag
0: not my Cortana. No, <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting, though. No, like, let's talk spoilers. Yeah, I mean, we've been teased that episode, there's stuff in episodes four, I think, that is going to be big. I think Cortana is going to be three or four, and I think, I, I'm thinking this is going to be, like, an actual Android version of Cortana, right? Not just, like, an AI like, they you know, will give him somebody to kind of interact with on screen, which will be kind of cool. Um, also, two words why this episode is, you know, a vast improvement And somebody who doesn't get enough credit for holding down a lot of things, Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, Bokeem yeah. Woodbine, man. Has so good. Go. Working in the industry and just holding it down for so many decades now from everything from like, yeah, dead presidents to Halo to to the Spider-Man criminally
2: Homecoming. underrated the big hit the big hit. Oh my! Wow, yeah. <laughs> you had to bring up the most awkward Bokeem no, Woodbine role. The big hit is so good. Yeah, but his role in that is it so awkward. Matter. It doesn't matter. It's uh, if you don't know what the we're big talking hit about, is so good. Big
0: hit is this kind of crazy <laughs> hitman movie with Marky Mar. Like, I don't Busta. even. Is all over. Oh, Diamond God. Phillips, Bokeem <laughs> Woodbine. It was when Hollywood was obsessed with kung fu flicks and they tried to make a kung-fu flick that was a Hitman throwback testosterone action they flick. They
2: did try, sir. They did. Yeah. They succeeded. And
0: Bokeem Woodbine's character is a man who is uh, a little too obsessed with self-gratification, so. So good, I
2: need yeah. to go watch it. Again. Yeah, you, you, you way to make oh, it awkward. Thanks, Matt. But uh, no,
0: Halo episode two. Pablo Schreiber really proves like why he's a perfect casting for Master Chief. And like, yeah, the complexities of that character in the history with his friend and him kind of going against the system and questioning it. Like, all of that deepens the mythology in a way instantly in two episodes that is better to me than the games ever like did. Oh, yeah. whoa, spicy. I never liked the story of the games. I just was there to shoot things and like everything about the rings and you know, the rotting fungus guys and the covenant. I was like, whatever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the only time I ever got into
0: it was the Arbiter. And you know, my boy the Arbiter, I hope shows up in this show. So, you know. Oh, good. But, snap. Uh, yeah. That's Halo. Yeah. So Oof. Matt. You have something on your agenda. What Let's get I it do? out of the
2: way. Oh boy, I forgot. Not. That's right, I uh, Carly. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, I have talked about Moon Knight, the big hit, and I Carly, and we're going to talk <laughs> wrestling later. <laughs> what is this show? Uh, so I Carly is back for season two. And came uh, all the way back to the studio just to land that. I did most popular tweet on the comic book nation account. I'm pretty sure is iCarly related. What? ICarly related. Sadly, it is. It
1: is. is. What have you guys done? (laughs) Check the receipts.
2: So season two is (laughs) Uh, is fun and ridiculous. Here's the thing: the first episode of season two actually because I saw the first two episodes, kind of like other ones, right? And the first episode is is good. I would say it's it's probably fine. It wasn't like the best lead in. But it was like enjoyable, and Spencer is just amazing, just like from the original show in season one. The second episode, however, is a court thing. It's all—it's like this trial, and so many characters come back in this episode. Like, so if you're a fan of like the original series, you're gonna love this episode, Lubert. Is in this episode, who is like the doorman from the original say I've series. never seen and he's I older. in my life. It's no, oh, okay. So there's like Gibby makes <laughs> uh, not a cam, like it's not a it's not a cameo, but it is like a reference to Gibby. It's like it's, it's, a, it's a great. I am just the only iCarly fan, okay. So anyway, it's great, it's fun. The second episode makes it awesome. So if they keep up that. I will be happy. Happy camper.
1: That's awesome. And
2: there's your report
1: from I a grown, man, from a grown
2: man, who's
0: also an Art Carly fan. All right. I
2: love it though. Yeah. I get support in the in the
1: comments. Yeah, me in stream
0: supports me. <laughs> most, supported. Most popular tweet on the Comic Book Nation account ever. That
1: is insane though.
0: Ever. Oh for all the work God. I put in. <laughs> all right, so that'll do it for our TV wrap up. Let's move on to what this show is titled for. Comic books. Comic books. Interesting week in comic books this I week. Let's that. get to that it. That can to be
1: our intro that, can, we, can that
0: be our intro? That's
1: our can thing we, we need to clip but that and turn it into a soundbite. So like, no, no, you no, you're sing good. it next time. I'll harmonize with you, we'll okay, be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said
0: FBI about to raid Matt's computer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my kind of humor. Thank you, J.D. Smith, digital artist. All right, so let's go to comic books this week. Matt, what do we
2: have to talk about? First up, we have Batman, One Dark night. Like my Batman voice? That's pretty good. That's good. Number two. Number two. Uh, so I remember from last time we talked, because it's been a minute, because this got this is a um, Black Label book, but it got pushed back a little bit, I think. So it's been a minute since we talked about issue one. I remember you really liked the first issue, which was essentially like Batman is trying to get uh, this one uh, villain through Gotham City from one point where his uh, bat plane crashes to Blackgate. And that is literally like what the whole story is about. And it's overnight and there's been an EMP blast. So like everything's blacked out. He can't really rely on Alfred. He can't rely on, any, on his tech. So he's just going with whatever's in his belt. And he's going with uh, whatever he's just got on him and being resourceful. And this one just picks up right from there. But the stuff I really liked in this though is the Batman stuff is really good. Um, Jock does an amazing job. It's, just, it's a It's a really... Pr- pretty book, but it pretty in a gritty kind of, you know, visceral way. But Gotham really feels like they always talk about like Gotham as a character and Gotham is like, it's, you know, it's like a living presence, but like, I don't know about you, but like half the books that doesn't really come through. It's just like, oh, he's in a city. He's just in a really dirty city here. It actually felt like a, like a real city. Like it felt like a character for once you, you get all these maps and you see, like, you feel, you get a feel and sense of the boroughs he's in. And like why he has to move through them quicker and the gangs that are there, so all of that's there. But also, there's just some really interesting character stuff in between uh, this this story. Like, there's one scene where uh, Vasquez does something really screwed up to Montoya in a car, and this like, oh my god, it's like the fact that like she just like leaves her there is so messed up like that. I was like, no, you can't. The gangs are coming and she's in this car and she can't move. That was like so screwed up. But again, like uh, some of the uh, parental stuff in here, Um, this this one kid who's like trying to be with his dad and his dad's Mm -hmm. part of one of the gangs hunting for the guy that Batman has. Like there's just a lot of rich stuff here going on underneath this Batman story. So I really, I don't know. I really dug it, but what'd you guys think?
0: I I think that I, I, I enjoy the series overall, but I think like ironically the one thing that I really kind of focused on in the first issue was kind of muddled in the second issue, which was I liked the kind of intense simplicity and focus of Batman trying to complete this task and deal with all these different obstacles in his way. And I kind of liked being in his head and seeing him yeah. as he processed and dealt with all this stuff. This issue kind of blows the story wide open and spreads the focus so far and wide across so many different characters from just like gangsters to Mm -hmm. like the boy to Vasquez to like all these things you mentioned. And I thought it's all good and it's still in an overall intense kind of boiling pot of all these factors. But I I thought it, it... for the pace of it, it kind of just kind of started and stopped me because mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I'm moving here, and I'm moving here, and I'm moving here.
1: I agree. With and you on that. I
0: liked the parts where Batman is, again, where we're back focusing on back mm-hmm. and maybe one other thing, like the Vasquez thing, I liked because she's such a scary character yeah. mm-hmm. and like how far she's willing to go and to double cross and, and pull this all off. But um, yeah, once we got started getting into each individual gang and stuff like that, and then the boy and I know where they're going with the boy is like the ultimate kind of yeah. final thing and EMP and all that, I get it. But yeah, it just seemed like it lost a lot of a some of the luster because of the focus being spread so far around. But that was just me. Interesting. What do you think? John? Yeah.
1: It sometimes it's difficult for me when we have two Batman books in the same week mm. uh, because the stories sometimes like blend together when I'm recapping like today. So I was listening to you very intently talking about it because I couldn't I was like which one? Oh, for
2: like the me- yeah, like the like memory charter. Like yeah. wait.
1: Um, so yeah, it's, it's also difficult because I'm going to hold them up against each other. Right. And I liked the other one better. Yeah. So uh, this one didn't feel like as inspiring and like, yes, there were lulls, like there were moments that are, I just wasn't really super intrigued. I'm not, it's not that I don't like it at all. I just, it wasn't my favorite, um, but we read a lot of Batman. (laughs) There's
2: a lot of Batman out there. We
1: read a lot of (laughs) Batman. So again, I have to hold it up against so many things. Yeah. Uh, But I do want to know where it's going because I feel like this whole entire thing was just a buildup and I need to know what's going to happen. That's so
2: interesting because I was more lukewarm on the first one. And Mm. now this one is the one that kind of got me hooked. And you two are the opposite. That's interesting. interesting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we have to get to the next book which is a mortal X-Men number one. Now we have to notate. Okay. I don't know how (laughs) far I know. I know Janelle made it halfway through.
1: I think I got the far.
2: I, how far did you get?
3: I
1: got halfway.
2: I got zero. Now (laughs) (laughs) mine was just because of, it's a very long book and I got to everything else on my plate and I just, I just ran out of time. So that's on me. <laughs> that's not anything about the quality of the book, right. but I just ran out of time. Look,
0: yeah, here. We can make this a short segment. Um, <laughs> Bri Wood said he loved it. Uh, I, I, I don't have a feeling on it. I, I tried to read Immortal X-Men several times. It's not that it's bad. It's forty pages, and each page is so incredibly dense with just dialogue, yeah, that's a lot. references, and if like, you don't know stuff, the character, yeah. like
1: you're so if, if Lost, you're not yeah. like really really involved in, in yeah, X-Men you've
0: got to know <laughs> every kind of X Men character. You got to know your Exodus from your Sinister, from your Emma Frost, from your Destiny, from your Mystique, and it's a lot. It is dense. So I'm working my way through it, and I'm just hoping all of this kind of weird <laughs> political <laughs> like, like, drama it, like, will have a payoff. But like, yeah, it is just—it is like a compendium of X Men trivia stuff and references, and it's just—it's dense. So it's—it's a slog to read through.
2: Yeah. So there you go. Genealogy.
0: I
1: mean, just same. I I really I I had time to finish it, (laughs) and I messaged Matt last night, and I said, "Hey, I wasn't even a question. I've never not done something. You tell me." It was a hey. I'm not reading. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, and and it wasn't Screw even like you. is I'm it okay out. if i no i was like i am <laughs> oh not God, doing it so <laughs> i can't get through this and he was like La-. he just laughed <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's almost, yeah i was like oh, oh man laugh. that's uh, great yeah so uh so yeah but moving on to a book uh that uh i'm very excited about and janelle's very excited about yeah. it's Captain marvel 37 yes moon knight command so it's much great. in this episode Okay, so I was very excited for you to read this actually yeah. because after I got she uh, she actually said she saved Marvel for last. the last book after <laughs> Immortal. So I was like, oh, this will be the perfect like detoxing <laughs> for yeah. you. What do you think of this?
1: I mean, I, I it, all of these bat. I did not realize how serious Batman is until I really started deep diving the comics. Yeah. Okay, and it is so dark and so for me to get to read Captain Marvel and how like up beat it is yeah. and refreshing it's such a palette cleanser it's just a feel-good vibe even like i mean there's giant cats like <laughs> it's, it just feels <laughs> good <laughs> to read it's fun and i feel like for me I, i'm starting to learn my style and like what yeah. i like to read and i do like fun more upbeat comics yeah. like it, it for me it's like a take like i watch a lot of really serious shows so for me to be able to read something like a little bubbly and fun, that yeah. just feels really good. And it was a super quick read and just a right. good time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Kelly Thompson, the number one, just Kelly Thompson in general. If you read a lot of her work, it has that same kind of vibe. Even her darker stuff, like black widow has that same kind of vibe. This one. Yeah. They're at a club because they're trying to like, cheer oh my binary God, girl's up. Girls night. Yeah. Let's go. They're trying yeah. to cheer binary up after she, <laughs> because <laughs> binary is this like, we don't actually really know what she is she's like a being of pure energy right yeah. so there's a lot of like fish out of water stuff with her she's learning how earth works and it's humans like work she's
1: a, like a, it's a child world. like, like a toddler yeah pretty much like me actually yeah. that's why i identify so much.
2: <laughs> and like so she she uh, unfortunately witnesses the death of a pet and so like they're like oh she doesn't realize how much well, that hurts right <laughs> it is though because then they, they're like okay we yeah. got to cheer her up so then they get everybody so like hazmat spider woman uh she l'oreal helped. She-Hulk, everybody jumps at this club and they just have this big club scene and they're teaching her how to dance, right? So it's all this is ridiculous, fun stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's all, it's just the, the Captain Marvel supporting cast is phenomenal. So yes, oh, yeah. read this book if you, wanna, if you wanna cheer up. It's the one between the big next arc. So next issue, there's an annual and then the next uh, arc starts. Uh, all right, last one. Uh, Batman uh, Beyond the White Knight. I was very Mm -hmm. excited for this because I'm a anyone who's followed this show for a minute knows I love this universe. Harley Quinn is one of my favorite series of that year. Uh, Easy. So this picks up 10 years after the fact brings in Terry McGinnis and uh, launches him. Bruce has been in prison this entire time. So you have a bunch of that stuff. Uh, It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sean Murphy just kills that design. But I will say the the star of the show for me was the Red Hood stuff. It's not even the Red Hood. I always call him Red Hood. Jason Todd. Yeah. It's the Jason Todd stuff and Bruce. There's so much like really great stuff here. And in this universe, Jason Todd was the first Robin, not the Grayson. It worked the other way around. So there's just
1: some really like kind of heart pounding okay, stuff here. Okay, that's what was going on. Yeah. I was a little curious, but I figured yeah. it out. Yeah, so
2: I, I I enjoyed this issue. I love this. Uh, what did you think? I, I'm not sure. I don't think I, did, read. I didn't read it. I thought it was a preview. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah one, you
1: know. this one was a favorite, too. I like this one better than One Dark Knight. I just thought it was uh, just really interesting and cool to see, even just, like, the opening sequence of, wait, what? What? This is how we start? What's going on? Um, uh, you know, obtaining the Batman suit. What is it? Like, the ultimate or something? The
2: Batman, well, it it's the Beyond it's suit, the but Beyond they don't, actually, suit. I don't even think they name it in here. Yeah, call like anything. premium or something. Yeah.
1: It's like, but that is so, that suit is crazy. Yeah, so good. It is really, really interesting. And then, of course, Harley in her mother role is yeah. awesome to see. And her daughter yeah. channeling Joker. What? Yeah. Like, this is, this is awesome. There's book. a
2: lot of yeah. rich stuff there. I'm very excited. Uh, and by the way, I saw a comment. Yeah, here. we do. Yes. Yes, we do. So we try to do, I try to at least include one. The question was, do
1: you talk Indies? Yeah. Yeah. In case anyone's listening.
2: It's just hard sometimes because in the poll, they will typically lose out. So so if anything, we just need to like, at some point, I need to start trying to get one in the regular mix. Mm -hmm. Because if it's Batman, if it's between Batman and something a lot of people maybe haven't heard of, Batman's going to win. Unfortunately, yeah. that's just the way that works.
1: And just like while we're in comics, can I give a huge shout out? Oh, we yeah. have him in the chat. It's Bruce Wayne bought me my first mint, like minted. Oh, is that who got you the yes, in oh, the chat? Nice. And I just want to say thank you so much. That was very unexpected, and I can't believe you did that. And that's starting off my real collection, and I'm freaking out. Doctor Strange. Let's go. Yeah, All right. Very Death nice. of Dr. So Strange. that's comics.
0: All right. So now that we've done comics, we're going to finish up today by taking it to one of our other geek culture segments. But for that, we need a special guest. So let's get him on in here. Our first call-in guest in the studio.
2: Oh, man. Let's have, oh, wow.
0: oh,
3: What's going on, guys? Oh, there he is.
0: What? There he yeah. is, Mr. Connor Casey is back with us in the studio. Instagram filter ready. Yeah, oh yeah, I gotta yeah. turn on my yeah, earpiece that's... here. Here we go. Hey, Connor, what's up, man? What's going
2: on,
3: fellas? How are you guys doing?
2: Doing good, man. Look at you looking all snazzy. People want to know, well, where I, are you? They know you're not I, your I, usual
3: apace. I just, uh, I just came from uh, the media day here at WrestleMania. I'm actually still at the Omni Hotel in Dallas. Uh, running around a bunch today, trying to get a lot of different interviews going.
0: The Weaver's oh, Witch sure. called it. Sure. Yes, he is in uh, Dallas. <laughs> Connor Casey <laughs> is, is our <laughs> comicbook.com wrestling expert, leader, all of the above. And uh, today, you and Matt have something very special to talk. So
2: you guys take it away. All right,
0: can See, I, you Matt, I, I, off? I
3: don't know if you've heard, uh, but this weekend there's a little show called WrestleMania 38. Have you heard I about it?
2: I have not. I was not aware that this was a thing. I was going to get ice cream.
3: Well, it, it's the most. Uh, forget ice cream. It's the most stupendous night in uh, all of sports entertainment. Stupendous. But we got <laughs> some. Uh, we got some matches to talk about with this one. So yes, we do. Let's talk about that main event first of night two. It's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. They are hyping this as the biggest. WrestleMania match of all time. The WWE and the Universal Championship are on the line. Who you got?
2: I mean, if it's not Roman, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be throwing stuff in my my room.
3: Even though babyface Brock is the most fun he's been in years. He's amazing.
2: I love babyface Brock. I almost thought about doing a ponytail because of babyface Brock. Settle down. I'd love to see that. uh, wearing flannel. (laughs) Settle down. But then I thought I would be feeding into like, you know, some old looks of me old pictures if I wore flannel I used to wear flannel a lot but that's not the point the point is I I'm very I love him and I hope the loss doesn't like completely like you know when he comes back maybe we get some of this still like doesn't take him completely out of the picture but like no Roman's gotta Roman's gotta win Roman is the best thing one of the best things going in WWE you can't you can't dethrone him yet I want to see him hold the two titles
3: Right. And and it's for me, it's not so much that he has to win. It's that I don't see Brock wanting to pull double duty, given his part time schedule as is. Uh, And plus, they finally addressed it on Monday, but him winning would finally give him the one thing he's never done, which is beat Brock straight up at WrestleMania. Right. Even though this thing is a seven year long story, we're finally just getting to that point. Hey, so people, yeah. don't,
2: people like long-term storytelling.
3: <laughs> well, they're finally getting it, even this if it's with a match that, it, yes, even if it's with a match that has ranged from meh to resoundingly loathed. In a, right, but okay, I I've, I've, I've
2: seen some of that go around. I think that's a little unfair, mostly Maybe- because. In the second case, not the first one. The first one I, I give no, you
3: was a little bit of a No, the first one people weren't crazy about, and it was saved by Seth. The second time around, you don't forget that crowd in New Orleans. They hated that match.
2: Right, but every, but it didn't matter. Everybody was talking no, about Brock, the angle after.
3: It, it Brock so hated like, the angle so much he threw the title at Vince McMahon backstage. We've seen that video.
2: Right, but I'm saying, like, no one was talking about the the booing it's crowd. Like, they still, like, that storyline has carried those matches. So I think it will be this way too. I don't know if this will be the best wrestling match I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. I am very intrigued by, it and I think it will pay off entertainment wise, and that's the whole point of this, anyway.
3: Perhaps, and, and it might help if a certain honor. What it might help if a certain people's champion decides to make an appearance, but we there. shall see. Uh, moving on, uh, it sounds like a certain former AEW star is going to be making his debut during this show. One, Cody Rhodes. Matt, do you think it's actually happening?
2: You know what? I I don't know. I'm still making up my mind. I, I don't know if I've been trolled. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I have been trolled. But I. Here's the thing. I think he's coming. I don't know if it happens at WrestleMania or if it happens at the Raw or SmackDown after. But I feel like he is coming. He, he is going just to do no, no. I'm not falling for that
3: this
1: do <laughs> no.
2: time. Not doing it. April hey, oh, Fool's nice,
3: nice try with your uh, silver sable there, Kofi. So, no, <laughs> oh, I, got, has, a, God, oh, I suck, got people
0: with that. Oh, I got people with that. He bad. has not
3: confirmed it, but I think it is definitely going to be him. I think the uh, rumors that Shane McMahon was coming back into town, I think, are a little overblown. Just because he's here doesn't mean he's going to be on the show. I think they're smart enough to know that if it's anybody other than Cody, uh, that entire crowd of 100,000 people is going to crap all over that match. They're going to get booed out of the building.
2: Now, here's what I do think they'll do. I think they bring Shane out first. Absolutely. Troll the crowd uh, a little bit, bring him out, get all the booze, and then you bring Cody. Yeah, I think that is a for sure thing that could happen. But as far as like, you know, I don't know.
3: I wouldn't have an issue with that. Um, a, a nice little swerve there would work. Yeah. But no, it, it has to end with Cody. Is, is AEW music hitting him coming out in the Homelander shtick? Um, don't don't try and get cute with the whole Stardust thing. Like, actually bring him back.
2: Yeah, bring him back.
3: And uh, and I think it could wind up being one of the best things about the weekend. But speaking of, while we've talked about the main event of night two, there's a main event on night one except it's not really a match. It's Steve Austin appearing on The KO Show. Matt, do you think this is actually a match? Does the bell ring or are we just getting a stunner and a beer bitch?
2: I think, I don't think a bell rings, but I think it's more than just a stunner. Because if you've been watching Stone Cold makes the interview circuit lately, he's been talking about like getting in the ring shape and you know, shaking off some rust or whatever. So I think he's doing more than just a stunner. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a match. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. They would not put no, him. No, no. He wouldn't even agree to being put in danger of, of hurting himself and taking a bump, a serious bump. Um, yes. But do I think maybe Kevin gets one in? Maybe. I think it, you get a dual stunner, maybe something else. And because Stone Cold doesn't want to just run over Kevin Owens. He likes him. He wants to build somebody up. So I, I don't think that happens. But I'm excited either way.
3: No, I, I think it's everything but the bell ringing. You get him punching Kevin around the yeah. ring. You get the Lufes press. The flipping him off as he's hitting the elbow drop, it's and then the sun hurts though. and everybody on happy. Yeah, no, I think it's everything but a match proper. Um, but in terms of both nights, Matt, you got any picks for uh, which champion is losing their title? I'm
2: going man. There's a. It was hard to pick to to pick against. Like there are so many kind of payoff matches that are happening here and that the title really should switch so you're kind of like okay well that only leaves so many options they're not going to do that for everyone like you're not going to get a baby face payoff for everybody wwe doesn't do that so i mean it i'm going with at least three four three i'm going with at least three i'm going with at least three title changes the big one obviously becky lynch bianca belair i think bianca needs to win that um I just this has been such a for turning such a controversial situation at SummerSlam with Lynch's return and they've been able to make it work. And you have people never stop rooting for Bianca, but she's an even bigger face star now than she was before. You got to let her get that moment and get that win back and let her and then let Becky move on to whatever else, you know.
3: I don't have an exact number of titles that switch, but if anybody hears a betting man and they want to go for a lock, uh, look at Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda didn't come back for nothing. And she <laughs> certainly didn't come back just to lose to Charlotte. So, and I I have to imagine putting her on their number one show right away tells me they got some big plans for Ronda coming up. Uh, you can give t- the title back to Charlotte at any point. Yeah. But I think we're looking at another long title reign to build up something like a Becky versus Ronda, whether that's here in Nashville at SummerSlam or at next year. They, they got options. But there's that's not all. It's not just wrestlers competing this weekend. It's also celebrities. We got three celebrity matches. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, and Logan Paul and The Miz against the Mysterios. Which one's the best one?
2: It's got to be McAfee because he's done it already. He's he's already proven two times in NXT, especially at war games, but even in the one-on-one versus Cole, right? Like he's proven that he can go and he takes it seriously. He has fun. So he's willing to do some bigger spots. I mean, I think he's the one that turns in the best match. Uh, Plus Austin Theory, by the way, is very good. (laughs) So he's working with a good worker and he's working with someone who's got the skills and talent too um i i just don't know how the other two zane knoxville will be super entertaining but i don't it will be entertaining for everything but wrestling right i don't know that's how i see it
3: yeah no i I think you're spot on something crazy is going to happen with the knoxville stuff he's the jackass star he's going to do some sort of crazy stunt jump off something big um but it is mcafee and i think people People forget that Austin Theory is great in the ring because the character doesn't really translate to it. He's a goofball. Yeah. So, but if you want proof of like, no, this guy is every bit as good as he says, uh, go watch his old match with JD Drake that's on the network from that old Evolve show. That is, was just an absolute standout. And that put him on my radar a couple of years before he was even in NXT running around with Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the, the obvious choice is McAfee. You put him in there with somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, and you got a great match out of it. Nice little 15 minute spot.
2: Yeah, agreed. All
3: right. I think that is everything we got. Matt, you got any big predictions for the show overall?
2: Uh, I mean, I am rooting beyond belief for a Bailey return. I cannot wait to hear that music hit. It will either hit at WrestleMania or the Raw it's SmackDown after. She's a free agent, so she could pop up anywhere. Well, once I hear ding dong. Hello! I'm gonna lose my mind. Also, Asuka is also out there returning from injury, so she can pop up at any time, too. I'm more I'm more excited for the surprises. There are a few. Uh, and there are some really good matches on this card. Also, Stand and Deliver happens before WrestleMania uh, Night 1, and that is also uh, a really nice card. Um, Braun Breaker, Dolph Ziggler has actually been super entertaining. I would not have predicted that two months ago. Would have not seen that coming, really, at all. They, he would even be champ. So,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, real quick picks uh, Edge versus AJ Styles will be the match of the weekend. Roman's walking out with both titles, and Cody gets to come out to his uh, American Nightmare theme song, and the world rejoices.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a good night, man. It's going to be a good three nights because we got SmackDown tonight, we got the Hall of Fame. Tonight, we got Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania Night 1 on Saturday. And we have Night 2 of WrestleMania on Sunday. So stick around for comicbook.com for all of that coverage.
0: All right. Thank you, Connor Casey, for dropping in. And uh, thank you guys for joining us on Comic Book Nation as we're back outside here in the studio. (laughs) We represent (laughs) comicbook.com. And you can find everything we talked about, plus so much more on Comic Book and any one of our channels. We cover... All Things Geek Culture, we're your one-stop shop, so come check it out. If you are just now getting into Comic Book Nation, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Comic Book Nation. We're also gonna have a YouTube page dedicated to Comic Book Nation, where we get to play around with content and create some fun new stuff uh, tailored for our fans, and with me, Janelle, and Matt, kind of uh, yelling at you directly, and we'll be able to do a whole bunch of fun (laughs) stuff with that. So keep a lookout for that. If you wanna follow us individually, you can find me, at Kofi Outlaw, You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB.
1: You can find me at Janelle Wheeler.
0: And also in our quick mention, because we do all things geek culture, uh, on the anime side, this weekend will be the finale of Attack on Titan. But is it the ending? We know some stuff, but we can't tell you. So check that out this weekend and we're going to talk about it next week. So be sure to check that out as well. Otherwise, we're back in the studio now. So go on Apple Apple (laughs) podcast, and leave us a five-star review because I can once again start making these promises that we're going to get into our apparel drawer and give you if you're watching the stream right now one of these comic book nation t-shirts that i'm sporting made of some fine fabric really nice stuff yep. yeah and you, know, uh, we you wear it a... right it makes you look like you have cannonballs in your arms it's great right, it's uh <laughs> wow. it's really
2: good <laughs> <laughs> we um, need to do a whole thing of just we're gonna have to do a whole thing of reading reviews
0: yeah I know. Oh, that would be so fun and we should we're do q a yeah you're talking to people who probably don't even remember that we used to do this we used yeah, to read reviews right. on here and send out t-shirts and <laughs> do all kinds of fun and interactive stuff before the uh you know the world. Jim down. still owes people like oh, yeah, Jim, and yeah, Jim, I guaranteed a bunch of crap during. Jim the- Viscardi, we made a lot of promises in 2019. Yeah, there are a Jim's lot of Changing over
1: to mailroom tech. And in 2020,
0: we thought we'd be right back. We'll be like, yeah, this thing is just temporary. We'll be right back in the closet. <laughs> Two years later, here we are. So, yes, you leave those five star podcast reviews because now we're on the hook for this stuff again. And uh, otherwise, we want to thank you guys for tuning in as we. Got back out here in the studio where we are so happy to be. We are Comic Book Nation and we'll be back catching next week. So stay tuned. Peace.
1: Bye guys. Deuces.